Thank you for listening to the Providence Podcast. For more information, please visit www.facebook.com slash P-M-B-C-K-Y or join us for one of our services. If you have your Bibles, would you please turn with me? We're going to be in the Old Testament for a few moments this morning. And bear with me, the allergies are kicking and I've struggled with my voice in Sunday school. So, uh, that little tickle. Um, Second Chronicles, would you turn with me to chapter 34? Chapter 34. And while you're turning there in your Bibles to Second Chronicles chapter 34, let me introduce what I want to, to be focused on this morning. If you recall, I preached several messages the biblical context is unique at each one but with that overarching theme of what's missing remember that what's missing in your life we covered various things didn't we we talked about faith we talked about what stirred this was Charlie coming to me wanting to be baptized you remember that And he said, Trent, there's something missing in my life. I have faith in Jesus Christ, but there's just been a little something missing. For him, he hadn't been baptized. Okay? He'd been sprinkled as a baby, but he said, Pastor, something's missing. And I said, yes, you want to follow in obedience to the commands of the Lord. You have become an adult. You have put your faith in Jesus Christ. Now you need to be baptized. Something was missing. It was, it was for him, it was baptism. Some of us, it's faith. Some of us, it's Jesus Christ himself is missing. Amen? And we need to be saved. We looked at various things. What are some of the things that are missing in our lives. This morning, I want to shift that focus just a little bit. Kind of reminded of the story of the man who came forward to pray, and he had one man on one side and one on the other. One was praying for him to hold on. The other one was praying for him to let go. Amen? There are things in our lives that we can examine in our hearts by the power of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God to examine ourselves with, and the Lord will reveal to us there are some things that might be missing. On that other hand, the one praying to let go, one praying to hold on. On the other hand, perhaps there are some things that need to go. Amen, church? Perhaps there are some things in our life that need to go. Barry and I had a a conversation a while back about Ron Ralph, and he and I both enjoy hearing him preach uh, on the radio when we get a chance to do that. And this, this scripture text, he was preaching on this just the other day, and I thought, man, this, how this all, the Lord has a purpose, folks. Amen? The Lord has a purpose. Why things happen when they do, Brother Larry, pastor, when you're ready to preach a message or hear someone, hear another pastor preach a scripture, whatever the case may be. But I was thinking about, what are some of the things that I need to let go I want you to be thinking about in your own life, what are some things you might need 
to let go. Get rid of. Clean it out. My cousin's coming tonight to sing and, and some of his friends, and I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to these baptisms this evening. Amen? I'm, just, I'm looking forward to that service. I'm still hoping and praying there might be somebody else come with a dry set of clothes. I'd love to baptize folks till uh, my shoulder comes out of socket. Amen? I'm excited about this evening. But let me just, just say this. Thinking about Jeff and them and them coming tonight, it made me think about the times when I would help them drilling water wells. Sometimes we would go and clean a well out. You all know some wells are open wells. You drop a bucket down in there to get water with. More modern wells have a submergible pump that goes down the bottom. Electric drops down to it, and the water is pumped from that pump to your water tank in your house. That's a more modern type system. Some of you all remember the one in between, and I hated to work on them. You all know what I'm talking about? The motor was on top of the ground. I see some of you all smiling. You had two lines that went down into the well, came to a junction there, and there's where your water would come up in, but it had this little valve in the bottom of it. And it never fails. After you pull that thing out and you clean it out and you try to get that back down in there, just the least little grain of sand would hold that valve open and you'd get air in the line and you're not going to get any water in the house. That air had to be purged out of those lines. And that valve had to do its thing in order for you to have water in the house. It amazes me how many of you are smiling and you know exactly what I'm talking about. You remember those things. There are sometimes, folks, things in our lives as Christians we need to purge. We need to get rid of. Amen? We need to get rid of because it affects us spiritually, relationally, and in the will of God. There's some things that just need to be cleaned out. Josiah chapter 34 Second Chronicles, starting in verse number 1, the Bible says, Josiah was eight years old when he began to reign. And he reigned in Jerusalem one and thirty years. I cannot fathom the thoughts of being an eight-year-old king. Can you? I remember when I was eight years old, oh mercy, we would all have caramel ice cream and you know, those would be decisions I'd been making at eight years old. Eight years old, he reigned for 31 years. The Bible says, verse number two, and he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord. Not very many kings is, was that stated about, neither for Judah nor Israel. Amen, church? Very few. He did that which was right in the sight of the Lord and walked in the ways of David his father and declined neither to the right hand nor to the left. You and I might say he wasn't wishy-washy. He didn't uh, uh, go with whatever whim, whatever thought was passing by at the moment. He was faithful to the path in which he walked. He was faithful to the Lord. Amen. 
Ephesians chapter 4 verse 14 says that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slate of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. He was faithful to the Lord. Amen. We got to be faithful to the Lord. Verse 3, for in the eighth year of his reign, the boy's 16 years old, while he was yet young, he began to, say it church, seek after God. He began to seek after the God of David, his father. And in the twelfth year, he began to, say that word church, purge Judah and Jerusalem from the high places and the groves and the carved images and the molten images. He said it was time to get the air out of the water line. Amen? It was time to clean house. It was time to purge some things that was contrary to God's word and God's will and his ways. And they broke down the altars of Balaam in his presence and the images that were on high above them. And he cut them down. And the groves and the carved images and the molten images he broke in pieces and made dust of them. And strode strode upon the graves of them that had sacrificed under those things. And he burnt the bones of the priests upon their altars and cleansed Judah and Jerusalem. Now these would have been priests who were false priests, right? Okay, keep that in mind. All right, false priests. And so did he in the cities of Manasseh and Ephraim and Simeon, even unto Naphtali with, uh, with their mattocks round about. And when he had broken down the altars and the groves and beaten the graven images into powder and cut down all the idols throughout all the land, he returned to Jerusalem. It was time to purge. Amen, church? Time to purge. Time to get rid of some things that didn't belong with God's people. You can look at this scripture uh, uh, in a little bit more detail. And and I did not give this scripture text to the men, but I want you to share with you some of these things in 2 Kings chapter 23. Just listen. No, don't have to put it up. The king sent and they gathered unto him all the elders of Judah and of Jerusalem. And the king went up into the house of the Lord. And all the men of Judah and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem with him and the priests and the prophets and all the people, both small and great, and he read in their ears all the words of the book of the covenant. That would have been the Bible of the scriptures, the Old Testament scriptures of that point in that day and time. Amen, church? The Bible, which was found in the house of the Lord. Do you recall that story? They began to rebuild the temple and they found the Bible. How many of us, and I'm not asking you to raise your hand, but could go home right now and pick that Bible up and go, and blow the dust off of it? I'm not asking you to answer that out loud. I'm just asking you to think about it. How much time do we spend in His Word, pastor included? Not enough. Not enough. But when the Word of God was brought to him and it was read to him, You remember what the Bible tells us? It says he rent his clothes. There was repentance in that young man's heart. And when he read it or listened to them 
reading the word to him, he didn't just hear it, Carrie. It changed his life. Beverly, it, he didn't just hear the words that was being read to him. It changed his life. You hear me, church? You can hear me preach the word, and that's important, but I want it to change your life. He said, it's time to get rid of some things. First of all, to point out in this scripture text, when we need to purge, when we need to get rid of things, it starts in our own hearts. Okay, all right? It starts right here. With Josiah, the word of God burned in his heart. It changed him. He rent his clothes. There was repentance. And then as a result of that repentance was a change. Where's the first place he started after the change happened here? What I just read, church. He went where? The temple. He went to church. He went to church. He brought those priests in there and everybody else all across the land. It's time to come to church and clean house. Our own houses. God's house. Amen? You say, Pastor, what do you mean? I'm telling you, what are you bringing into this church house? What is your pastor bringing into this church house? Is it an expectation of the Holy Spirit to move in this place? Is it that the power of the Holy Spirit will be here when we preach and when we sing? Will it be that the Word of God will motivate us, change us, convict us, draw us to repentance, lift us up in sanctification, make us grow in righteousness? Or do we come in those doors with bitterness, anger, maybe some Second Timothy things that we read this morning, a haughty attitude, Right? High-minded, pride, right on and on and on. Those things that we know are in this world that are of sin, amen, that we know according to the scriptures that we read in Sunday school, things will wax worse and worse is what the Bible tells us. Those are things we need to purge, amen. Those are things we need to get rid of. Josiah said, it's time to clean house. His own and God's. Amen? His own and God's house. And not just that, but all of Jerusalem and the land of Judah as well. The king stood by a pillar and made a covenant before the Lord to walk after the Lord and to keep his commandments and his testimonies and his statutes with all their heart and all their soul to perform the words of this covenant that were written in this book. And all the people stood to the covenant. They made a commitment to God's word. Let me ask you something. Will you make a recommitment to God's word with your pastor? I'm not asking you to rededicate your life. I'm just saying, make it known. Make it known to yourself right now. Pastor, I'm going to commit to be in His Word more than I've been before. I'm going to commit to read it. I'm going to commit to be in it. Because I want that type of life like Josiah had. One of obedience to the commands of the Lord. Amen. Because therein, if that's where we are and everything else is purged out, then God's will is going to be accomplished in this body.
Amen. It'll happen. It'll be. It'll happen. But we've got to be faithful unto Him. The high priest, the, the king, commanded Hilkiah the high priest, the priests of the second order, the keepers of the door, bring forth out of the temple of the Lord all the vessels that were made for Baal and for the grove and for all the host of heaven. And he burned them without Jerusalem in the fields of Kidron and carried the ashes unto Baal. He put down idolatrous priests whom the kings of Judah had ordained to burn incense in high places and in places around about Jerusalem. Them also that burned incense unto Baal, to the, to the sun, to the moon, to the planets, all hosts of heaven. He got rid of all of them, folks. He cleaned house. Those who would not repent, they're gone. They got to go. It's got to go. He brought out the grove from the house of the Lord without Jerusalem under the brook. He burned it at the brook Kidron and stamped it to small powder, cast the powder upon the graves of the children of the people. He broke down houses of the Sodomites. He brought all the priests out of the cities of Judah that defiled high places where the priests were burned incense. Uh, nevertheless, the priests of the high place came not at the altar of the Jerusalem, but they did uh, eat of the unleavened bread. Let me go down farther. He took horses away that were used by these ungodly people. The altars that were on top of the upper chamber of Ahaz, he destroyed. Uh, the high priests were before Jerusalem or on the right hand of the Mount of Corruption, which Solomon, the king of Israel, had built. Of the children, did the king defile? He broke it down, tore it up. He broke in pieces, images, cut down groves, filled their places with the bones of men. It goes on and on and on in detail here in 2 Kings chapter 23. He is purging, cleaning house, church. There are some things in our lives that have got to go. There are some things in our lives that's, that's just got to go. Amen. And the Holy Spirit and the Word of God reveals those things to you and to me. Just like it did to Josiah, this young king. It can reveal, His Word will reveal those things that need to be cleaned up in our lives too. Amen. You know what I found even... Uh, uh, more interesting about this scripture text. This was prophesied that this was going to happen. This was prophesied that this was going to happen. 1 Kings chapter 13. Let me just share with you. Uh, 1 Kings chapter 13. And behold, there came a man of God out of Judah by the word of the Lord unto Bethel. Remember, that's where he was getting rid of things. And Jeroboam stood by the altar to burn incense, and he cried against the altar in the word of the Lord, and said, O altar, altar, thus saith the Lord, Behold, a child shall be born unto the house of David, Josiah by name, and upon thee he shall offer priests of the high places that burn incense upon thee, and men's bones shall be burnt upon thee. It was foretold that this was going to happen. And it came to fruition, church. I am not prophesying in the sense of future telling. I am forth telling prophetically. Some things got to go in our lives. Amen. Some things have got to go. But we don't know what needs to go unless we're in the Word. That's what happened in Josiah's life. The Word changed him. 
Brother Troy, the Word of God changed him. And that's when the change came about. When the Spirit dealt here in Josiah, then he began to not only deal with his sin, but he began to deal with the sins of Jerusalem, of the children of Israel, God's people. Now, when you go back and you read this, these Scripture texts in this, the Lord lets him know he would not see God's judgment come upon the children of Israel because of his faithfulness unto the Lord. But judgment was still coming. It didn't change God's judgment. It changed when it was going to take place. You're not going to see it in your lifetime, Josiah, because of your faithfulness unto me. But judgment is still coming. Judgment came on God's people several times. Did it not throughout history? Does it not still today when we live a life of sin and disobedience to our Lord and our Savior? Sometimes we got to purge those water lines and get the air out of it. Amen? But there's a greater judgment coming someday. That day and hour you and I don't know when. Do we? We don't know. But we know what's coming. That second death that Revelation speaks of gives a cold chill up my back. It's one thing to die in this flesh. It's another thing to be dead to God in the Spirit for eternity. Amen, church? So therefore, let's examine ourselves in accordance to His Word. Let's clean things up. Let's get rid of what we don't need. Let's examine ourselves by the Word and by His Spirit. Look and see what's missing. If it's growing in our faith, let's grow in our faith. If you need to be obedient because you've never been baptized and you know you should, you've heard me preach it, you've heard other pastors preach it, and you've never been obedient to God in baptism, bring some dry clothes tonight, amen? And let's have another baptism to add to the list. And let's glorify God in what He does in our lives. Amen. The Lord is not done with you and with me. There is much to be done. We heard preaching at the association meeting um, the other night. And he preached from Philippians. I'll find it in a minute. Philippians chapter 1 and there was a verse that stood out to me that night and stood out with me as I was studying and preparing for this message this morning Philippians chapter 1 and verse number 6 being confident that means you know you know without a shadow of a doubt Betty being confident of this very thing that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. He is not finished with you and me. His holy will is not complete yet. We are still a part of that. Amen? We're still a part of that. And we've got work to do. We've got work to do until Jesus comes again. Amen? Being confident of this very thing, Paul said, that the Lord who's begun a good, in work, good work in you will perform it 
until the day Christ comes again. I don't know when, what day that will be. It'll be unexpected. It'll be unexpected. But he's coming. And that's not a sad thing. If you're a child of God. Amen. But it is an urgent matter when we know there are lost people who need to be saved and people who need to be obedient to God. So examine ourselves. What's missing? Examine ourselves. Clean some things out. And let's be obedient and faithful to Him every step of the way because He's not finished with us yet, Brother Glenn. Amen? He's not done. There's more to be done for His kingdom. There's more to be done in His will. There's more to be done through you as a child of God. So let's fill our lives with His Word, with His Spirit. Let's purge some of the things that keeps air in the line so the water won't flow. Amen? Figuratively speaking. And let's be obedient to Him. As our musicians come, as we have our time of invitation this morning. The preacher can't change your heart. The Word does. Amen? The preacher can't change your heart. The Word does. The Word of God does. Let me say it again. I'm excited about our service this evening. I look forward to hearing the singing. I look forward to saying a few words about baptism. I look forward to baptizing Lauren and Charlie, whom you all have not met. I'm looking forward to that. But you know what else? I would be thrilled in the depths of my heart if somebody came forward in this invitation and said, Pastor... I'm one of those who needs to bring some dry clothes tonight. Amen, church? If you've not been obedient to the Lord, and you know it, I'm not trying to beat you up with it. Amen? I'm not trying to beat you up with it. I just want you to be faithful because there's something missing in your life. There's something missing, as Charlie said. Whatever the case might be, whatever it is that you might need to do. Maybe there's some things in your life, according to 2 Timothy we read this morning, you need to purge and get rid of. Bring it up here and leave it at the cross and walk away from it. Amen? If you want to pray with me, I'll pray with you. If you just need to spend some time in this altar, you come, whatever it is, talk to me after the service. Just be obedient. That's what I want for all of us to be is obedient. Take in that which he needs to fill us with. Amen. Take care of what's missing. Purge what doesn't need to be there. Clean it out so that we're a vessel worthy to be used for God's will and his kingdom's sake. Would you stand with me? We'll pray together. Father, as we have this time of invitation, I keep it short, Lord. May we be obedient right now. In Jesus' name, amen.